Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve Schallenberger. I'm your host, Jamie, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. Each episode is a mini training where you'll learn how to achieve extraordinary success. Steve is a number one national best-selling author. He successfully started 11 businesses in three separate industries. He is a highly sought-after keynote speaker and corporate trainer for large and small organizations around the world, executive coach, father of six, and founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership, Mr. Steve Schallenberger. Welcome to your Becoming Your Best podcast series. This is a leadership podcast. This is Steve Schallenberger, your host, and it is great to be with you today. To all of our listeners, wherever you may be in the world today, this is the second segment on entrepreneurship from Becoming Your Best. Last week, we concluded our fall Breakthrough Entrepreneur Conference. We hold two of these a year, one in the fall, one in the spring, and this was a great group that we are fortunate to be together with. The world of entrepreneurship is exciting, wonderful, it's a no-bluff business, and has its rewards and certainly also its risks. Last week, we talked about the instincts of an entrepreneur and the importance of moving from a natural instinct, kind of flying by the seat of your pants type, which is a formula for failure, versus an evidence-based innovation instinct of an entrepreneur, which is a formula for success. And really what we are working on is to survive and thrive as entrepreneurs. The death rate, survival rate of new startups is at a tremendous risk. Roughly 480,000 out of 600 new business startups every year will fail within the first 10 years. Uh, that is 70%. What a tremendous risk and what it represents in terms of heartache and pain and, and the loss of resources and income, in some, in some cases, uh, a life savings, is uh, high. And so what can we do about that? How can we be among those that are surviving? And this is the exciting part of being an entrepreneur is to know how to do the right things to build the right skills. So one of those is to be determined to have an evidence-based innovative instinct. And that is when you have the idea rather than going directly to execution, which is the natural instinct, is to put in its place a discipline, having the idea, and then we actually think, see, act as we experiment, prove out our ideas, and then boldly move into that execution that we're talking about. Well, we're going to build upon that foundation, the foundation of the Becoming Your Best 12 Principles of Highly Successful Leaders, which are foundational to having a personal success, relationship success, as well as a business success. To add to that today, we're going to talk about certain things that you can do, steps to becoming a successful entrepreneur specifically. And the purpose is to succeed and thrive as an entrepreneur, to be among those standing, and to be best of class at what you're doing, to be 
highly successful. So here are a few comments from out of a whole stack of comments from attendees from our last week's Breakthrough Entrepreneur Conference. And then we'll talk about these seven steps to becoming a successful entrepreneur. Uh, Dear Steve and Rob, the BEC, which stands for Breakthrough Entrepreneur Conference, has been the most helpful for me in the aspect of making decisions on how to move the business forward and on to the next level. Uh, This, by the way, is an HVAC contractor. He's very successful right now out of North Carolina. He, He also continues, instead of sitting on the fence and just doing nothing because of being unsure, I now have the tools in my portfolio to act boldly. All right. And that gives you the context. He's getting this idea of evidence-based innovation to move forward and how to have more confidence. Here is another one. Uh, this is uh, an uh, independent business owner. They, they have a, a tremendous uh, trampoline parks. They do great at this. Uh, okay, here we go. This BEC has helped me to commit to bridging the gap from knowing and doing and take the steps necessary to move forward. That was a lot of fun having he and his partner there together. Ha, I thought you might enjoy this one. This BEC has helped me realize the importance of pre-week planning. Uh, It's also given me the knowledge to take to my husband the go, no-go process to help him with his ideas. Uh, If we had done this before, it would have saved us a lot of grief, despair, time, and money. And I now have the tools to help him and I succeed together. Well, this is the idea. This is what we want to do. I'm just going to give a quick review of these seven steps. It'll give you a few. And if you're an entrepreneur, it's a little checklist, a mental checklist to say, okay, am I heading in the right direction? And what type of things do I need to pay attention to? Now, I might add that this is good for those who are an entrepreneur right from the get-go or from those that have had a great deal of experience in buying and selling companies and starting new ventures and figuring out how to implement ideas. So across the board, I love this because this checklist helps me to think right. Here we go. Uh, The first one is the entrepreneurial fit. It's helpful to think about this, uh, about the qualities, characteristics of an entrepreneur. And there is an internal entrepreneur as well as an external entrepreneur. The internal entrepreneur is one that works within another company. And what owner, business owner, or leader would not want to have internal entrepreneurs that see their responsibilities as as if they were an owner in the company, that they cared that this was far more than just a job or a career, but it was even a calling of how to make this company great by using all of their skills. And so to be able to have an employee that thinks like an entrepreneur is a tremendous asset for any organization. We're fortunate within our company to have many of our managers that think this way. This is a great premium. Now, the external uh, entrepreneur 
is one that actually runs their own enterprise. They do it by design. And there are voluntary entrepreneurs as well as involuntary. The voluntary one is the one that by design understands the responsibilities, uh, the tasks, the mindset, skill set of being an entrepreneur and really go at it with gusto. The involuntary entrepreneur doesn't mean that they're any less, but it means that they find themselves being an entrepreneur because of circumstances. So in 2008, uh, there were so many uh, individuals that were in the mortgage business that simply were laid off, or they might have been in the real estate business. They had to find something else to do. They had to rely upon their ingenuity to produce an income. Well, that's an involuntary entrepreneur, and some of them found their way very successfully. We have actually an, an entrepreneur assessment document, and so it's good to assess what are the qualities uh, that are required as an entrepreneur, and if you would like to have that, I'd be happy to send you a free copy. Uh, just write to us at support at becomingyourbest.com, and we'll be happy to email you uh, free of charge the entrepreneur assessment but there are many great qualities that we look at that contribute to successful entrepreneurship. That's number one is the entrepreneurial fit. Number two is everything starts with the idea. Ideas come from curiosity, brainstorming, mind mapping, juicing up our creativity uh, and coming up with an idea that we actually can sell to somebody else. It's, an, it's a product or a service or it's some type of improvement in our processes that makes our uh, manufacturing or sales process more effective so we do better as an organization. But it all starts with the idea. So just imagine yourself as a photographer here with each one of these seven points. It's just like a click, 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 going through the checklist in your mind saying, am I really covering the bases, doing the due diligence? So number one is the entrepreneurial fit. Number two is the idea. And here are some of the considerations if you were to click, click, click as a photographer just thinking about, well, what are some of the important things under this step? Well, you may ask, is it in alignment with our core competencies? Usually we're most successful when we can do things that we're passionate about and have some experience with. And another checklist, click, is there a demand or a need for your product and service? And can you identify the target market? So you start looking at the characteristics of what problems you're going to solve or what solutions you're going to provide. And how do you make literally your customer the hero through the service that you can provide? And have you surveyed the market for what you want uh, to provide to them? And will that target market be willing to pay for your idea and service? And have you addressed any legal limitations or drawbacks? And so if you make it through these type of hoops, this type of thinking initially, uh, it helps you start vetting the idea. And if the answer is yes to those questions, then we go on to step three, which is the go, no-go analysis. And once again, just see in your mind's eye, click, click, click. We're going through taking these mental pictures of our preparation. 
And so under the go-no-go analysis, you're really thinking about, do I have the, the, the dimensions, the different facets in place so that I'm able to increase my odds for success? At the end of 10 years, I want to be one of those companies that's still standing. And not only do I want to be standing, I want to be among the best in class. And so here we go. Let's look at these ideas. Is your idea consistent with your vision and statement? Uh, your vision and skill set, excuse me. And does it pass the ethics test? Uh, I love that one. Uh, in other words, are we doing the right things? Is this a legal thing? And we actually have a, a little checklist, which is an ethics test. And this too, I'd be happy to send you a copy of. If you just write to us at the same place, support at becomingyourbest.com, I'll send you that ethics checklist. It's something that we've actually taken and used uh, for 30 years with our different companies. Great way to think about your products. Have you reviewed the requirements for systems and structures? So if you're going to launch this, what is going to be required, uh, whether you manufacture this product or sell it? And uh, have you finished an industry and competitive analysis? And based on this trend, does the data indicate you can be successful? And one of the uh, next ones that I like, this next click, is can it pass the hockey test? So often an entrepreneur gets so excited about their idea, they can become over-optimistic. Here's the, the logic test, hockey stick test. Think of whatever the growth rate is of the industry that you're in. And then as you're thinking about what you think you forecast for your growth, Look at the difference. So if the industry growth is 3%, but you're forecasting a 10, 15, or 20% growth rate with this new product or service, how do you justify that? In other words, uh, if uh, there's a gap there between the two, that means that your customers have to either uh, invest, go borrow money to buy your product because they think it's worth it, or they're going to leave a competitor. So why would they leave the competitor? And that's the logic test here. How are you going to get somebody's business if you show a higher growth rate than the industry? And you're either going to have to take it away from someone else uh, or they're going to have to go borrow money to buy it. So it's just a good way to think about things. Now, if you have done that, you're able to start going through and go through the final checklist on this go, no go. Here are the final considerations have you determined what positions need to be filled in your organization so that you can be successful? Which ones will I outsource? Which ones will I hire internally? Uh, have you researched the initial and ongoing financial requirements? A great way to do this is simply go through a pro forma uh, or cash flow statement and see month by month uh, the estimated revenues and cost and what's the bottom line. Uh, so you can see a cumulative cash flow and how much is going to be required. This helps you establish the risk point. And then you can ask, am I willing, can I fund this? Uh, and if it doesn't go well, can I afford to lose the money? And that then would be the considerations for go, no go. And by the time you get to the end of it, you can sit back and say, okay, <laughs> is this a go? Do I feel solid enough about this idea that we're willing to go to the next step? And the next step, so we've got three down so far, the entrepreneurial fit, the idea, the development of this idea, 
the go and no-go analysis, thinking of these key things that would affect its success. And that then takes us to the pre-launch. We've vetted this idea. We've said, yes, we want to go ahead. And so what are some of those click, click, click ideas that we're thinking of as a entrepreneur in the pre-launch phase? Well, here are some of those things we may want to think about. Are you prepared to put in the required level of work and effort to really help this be successful? And I found that many times it's far more challenging uh, to get something off the ground or implement something than it, uh, than one we might previously think. Uh, one of the words we don't say in our business is, oh, this will be easy. Ha, ha, ha. That is a great joke. All right, here's the next one. Did you pass the idea decision tree test? Have you gone through the go, no go analysis part? And do you understand the industry competition and your target market? The next kind of idea you go through is, do you have a product or service that's unique and stands out to your target market? And have you thoughtfully planned out who will be part of your team? Do you have a detailed sales, marketing, promotioning plan, promotional plan? This is a big one, really talking about your unique selling proposition and getting this in a language that's compelling. And then finally, do you have a viable financial model that allows you to survive in both a conservative and aggressive forecast? And this is what I found is that entrepreneurs... Do not just throw the dice. They are calculated risk takers. And so the question is, at this point, are you ready to launch? Can you actually say that with confidence, I, I have an idea about these, these thoughts, and, and I think that they make sense. I'm experimenting. I've been talking with the customers. And so now I'm ready to go out and find out how this is going to go. And so the next step, step five, is to test the plan. So we've thought about our entrepreneurial fit. We have an idea. We've vetted it through the go-no-go analysis. Uh, We've taken it through this pre-launch regimen of thinking about how we would position it, uh, what is our unique selling proposition, how will we get it into the market, what makes it unique, how will it be a solution that solves the problem for our customers who are ultimately the heroes How do we make them look good and sleep well at night? And that takes us to the next part then, is we actually test the plan. And this is a a great thought about this is we nail it before we scale it. And this is where we really want to understand what's happening. So you're out testing the product. Uh, We understand what the KPIs are. So we actually track this, uh, which stands for Key Performance Indicators. So, for example, uh, what type of revenues can we sustain? How, how much effort does it take to get a sale? Uh, and we know exactly how many calls we have to take, what the cost of the product is, and this allows us to uh, understand the key performance indicators so that we can forecast as we start scaling what the result might look at. We also recommend at this point that... <clears throat> As you're setting up a plan, you take things through the transformation challenge. And this is a set process 
that of problem solving or navigating change that helps you end up with a plan of who will do what, where. And that's the really testing the plan. And once we've gone through that part, you are ready to scale the idea as you have confidence that it's going to be an established product or service. And that ultimately takes us to step six, which is scaling the plan. This is really where we are setting up a system as an organization. And we call this system the strategic rhythm. This is what we do as leaders. This is where the principles of becoming your best come in handy as we set up a, a, a rhythm, not uh, a just uh, a routine, if you will. Uh, a rhythm that's alive and living that engages our associates. It involves setting the vision for our organization, those that will be involved in making this a successful venture. What are our core values and standards? What do we hope to achieve in the next two to five years? Then we set annual goals as an organization. This is what we're going to do. So you can see this rhythm that's being set up. We set quarterly goals and we have quarterly meetings where we follow up and everyone is engaged fully. Uh, We have what we call weekly alignment meetings and pre-week planning that now allows us to do week in, week in, week in, week out or what matters most, which allows us to have a high daily focus of execution, of doing the right things. Uh, This then produces high-level results and allows us to be best in class and make the adjustments and the pivots as we're causing our products and services to be successful. And when we've done that, now we're on the track. Uh, The chance of being one of those 30% at the end of 10 years is really very high. And this is what separates us from being uh, at high risk to having confidence and moving ahead. And step seven is contemplating the exit. What is the exit strategy? Uh, And for those that are involved in this entrepreneurial effort, how does it look? It might be uh, through an IPO or through building blocks like what Microsoft has done where you buy different companies, Skype and, and so many others that they've added and built the structure of their business. Or you might exit through succession uh, through family or key leaders, others. I've sold businesses to key employees uh, that are still operating today, and it is exciting to see them be successful. This is a way we do this. We just think, well, what does this exit plan look like? Or through capitalization, where you build the business, uh, you're able to achieve an operating income, uh, you have investment bankers that are interested in do th- doing this. It could also be done through a succession planning. Well, there you have it. Uh, for those that are interested in really developing your own thoughts in a deep and thoughtful way, vetting your ideas, this is a great two-day conference, the Breakthrough Entrepreneur Conference, to step away from your day-to-day fires and gain a fresh new perspective and pathway forward. This experience is guaranteed to make a positive difference in your future. And so if you would like more information on the Breakthrough Entrepreneur 
conference, just go to the becomingyourbest.com website, and you'll be able to find the information there, the upcoming dates. Well, I would like to finish today with a quote by Teddy Roosevelt. It describes this whole process that we're in, and I hope from what we've talked about today that you've had a few ideas, that this has actually inspired you, that you've said, hold it, these seven steps, I can use these to help me in the process of becoming a successful entrepreneur. Here is Teddy's quote. It's one of my favorites. I've committed it to memory. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, and who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Well, this world of entrepreneurship is exciting. It's wonderful. It's changing the world. It is the engine that creates new ideas, new ventures, and the solutions to our problems. I wish you the best as you go forward and make a difference in so many people's lives every single day. This is Steve Schallenberger with Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. Don't forget you can find more great episodes of the podcast at becomingyourbest.com forward slash podcast, along with great show notes, a full transcript of the episode, and all the links and resources mentioned in the episode. Please share your comments and questions with us. We want to hear from you. The best way you can show your appreciation for our podcast is to leave an honest rating and review on iTunes. Now it's time for you to take action and truly start becoming your best. Remember, good, better, best. Never let it rest until the good is better and the better is best.